Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Two Guys and a Vikings Fan. I'm Sam Rip, alongside Jack Jensen. Hello. How's it going this week? Doing all right. Had a long week of moving and such, so glad to be done with that for the most part. Yeah. Still have like unpacking and such to do, but. But hey, Menominee's not, not busy anymore. All the college kids are gone. Most of them, yes. Most of them, yeah. Most of the students are. Yeah. So it's a, it's a quiet town now. It's quiet for about three months here. And then it gets rowdy again. Yep. I work more, but make less. Yeah, that is the <laughs> bad part about being a bartender at this yeah. time. It, well, a, it depends on the night, I guess. Some nights it's like, oh, I had a decent night. but As a resident, I love going out to eat into the bars at this time. Yeah, me too. It's like, nice and quiet. You can actually hear everyone when you have a conversation. Yeah, tonight I'll probably end up at the bar and it'll be like, yeah, I'm just here kind of hanging out with like a few people I know and that's it. Not wall to wall with people trying to get to the front. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it has its pros and cons each way. Yeah. All right. But this week uh, we are going to cover some baseball news. We're going to talk NBA finals and Stanley Cup playoffs as we are we're close to almost being done with that one. Mm-hmm. And we'll see what else we have. Jack has a little... I have, I have one, like, interesting thing, yeah. Yeah, we're going to start, uh, but before Jack goes into that, we can you can find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts, but Jack, take it away. Okay, well, just an interesting thing. I know I occasionally bring up wrestling on the show. Now, whether people actually care about that or not, I don't know, but I'm vaguely interested, interested in uh, wrestling, so, like... There's kind of been some rumblings lately in wrestling because a new, a new up-and-coming wrestling organization called the AEW is, it had just, has just gotten like a TV deal to be on TNT, which is a pretty big deal that now WWE will have like a televised competitor again. They haven't, they've done, this has happened in the past, most famously with the WCW in the 90s. And that one was mainly big because, like, Hulk Hogan went to that. So, like, people remember that one still. But that eventually went away. I think, I think like, pretty sure the WWE bought WCW eventually because they were getting so big. I don't remember. Anyway, this one's interesting because it's, like, raising... There's, like, prominent wrestlers leaving again, such as, like, Chris Jericho. He's a big one. And then there's... Another one, his last name's Moxley, I think. I can't remember his first name, but uh, he's like the one co- like bringing more of a light to it because he's bringing to light like Vince McMahon. Why he wanted to leave is because Vince McMahon's very controlling of how he wants the wrestling to go, and if you're not doing it his way, you're gonna have a lot of trouble. So he likes to have power. Yes, he does. <laughs> I don't like him. Yeah, <laughs> he's kind of a. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to say something worse, but... Yeah. No, I know what you meant. I think everyone else, if they know if they know the guy, yeah, you know yeah. what he is. Yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting thing. We'll see where it goes. I know there's a guy who... He may have been in the WWE at some point or, like, did something with them at some point named Kenny Omega. That's a really cool wrestler. I'm excited to be able to see him, like, more easily because I don't feel like like renting pay-per-views or anything. This this is the way I could see him like on a regular show. Yeah, pay-per-view adds up. 
pretty quickly with everything. Yeah. If you want to get all the fights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's all fun tidbit of information. Jack always brings the... I always bring the weird stuff. I well, I wouldn't like. call it weird. Just Maybe not the weird, the weird stuff, but the more tangential stuff. Yeah. The stuff that not all of us are that interested in. Yeah, I don't know. I recognized a couple names that you brought up, but a lot of them I don't really know. Yeah. And that's why you're here. Yes. All right, let's move into baseball now. We're going to do, we have a trade and a signing with Jack's Cubs. And we're going to do our most surprising, most disappointing teams along with our, we're about a third of the way through the season. And uh, we're going to pick our MVPs for the AL and NL Mm -hmm. as of right now. But let's start with the Cubs. They signed an outfielder. Signed Carlos Gonzalez. Every time I want to talk about him, I almost say Carlos Gomez. Gomez. But it's Gonzalez. He's uh, he's the former, I believe he was an all-star once or twice with the Rockies. Yep, right fielder, right? Yes, and uh, he he would really tear it up at the plate. It was really good. Kind of, even, you could argue it could be Rockies related, but, you know, because their home field in Colorado is easy to get good hits at. Yep. But then uh, the Rockies, like, he, even his last few years with the Rockies weren't that good, and then he started out with on a minor league deal with the Indians this year, and he didn't really do great there. I think he batted like two ten. So, yeah, I mean, this one it's interesting just because you're like, I want to see what they if maybe a change of scenery helps them. It might. You never know. And then. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. He played his first game today. The Cubs also signed him to a minor league deal, but he was in the minors for like maybe like five days at most. Oh, I think yeah, it might not, be four. That's not very long. No. Yeah, he played his first game in the majors with the, with the Cubs today. Yeah, I don't the, know how he did. I don't either. I know the Cubs won 8-1, to one, <coughs> so that's about all I know is we're watching highlights of that game actually right now. I don't think he... From seeing the scoring updates, I don't think I saw his name involved, at least as the one who hit the ball. He might have been on the base. He had a good catch that we're just seeing right now, but I also saw earlier. So this isn't the first time I'm seeing it. (laughs) (laughs) First time I'm seeing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We have a trade, though. The Phillies are in the need of an outfielder because Abdul Herrera was charged with domestic abuse, mm-hmm. and he his leave got extended until June 17th, so Major League Baseball is still trying to figure out what to do with him. I don't think he plays again this season. Yeah, knowing from past uh, past like uh, situations with this in baseball, yeah, he probably won't play this season. No, so they traded for Mariners outfielder Jay Bruce. Um, I think this was a two-reason deal on why you got him. One, they only have one power lefty in their lineup, and that's Harper. So you get another lefty bat in there. Mm-hmm. And and the other reason was because Herrera is not coming back. Yeah, you need another outfielder. Yeah, he's only a left fielder, which is kind of surprising because Odubo played center. Mm-hmm. And McCutcheon and Harper aren't very good in center field. Uh, but he's hitting two twelve with 14 home runs and 28 RBIs on the season. So I guess a nice pickup. I mean, we'll see what happens. Tonight yeah. will be his first game. Uh, he didn't make the L.A. trip in time, but he's in there in San Diego for them tonight. So mm-hmm. we'll see if he comes off the bench. But let's get to our most surprising and most disappointing teams. Well, did you want to talk about the netting thing? 
Yeah, we can talk about that first. Let's talk about that first. Okay. Talk about netting and baseball. You can you can tell the story on why we're even talking about this. So it, it, it's been something that people have been starting to think a bit more about over the past few seasons, and that's extending the netting behind the plate to extend all the way down the foul line, or at least most of the way. And it's become a bigger deal recently because last Wednesday in a game against the Astros, Cubs' Albert Almora Jr., hit like a hundred mile an hour, hundred something mile an hour foul ball out into out into the crowd and it hit a small child and it like really you you could see it in the game that he was devastated by it and then like it's kinda of the only thing people it was kind of the thing it loomed over the rest of the game. Yeah, it seemed like the game was second yeah. Second place the rest of the time. Yeah, it's kind of like most of the time you were like hoping for like an update to hear what had happened. I think last I heard the kid was conscious and will probably be fine. Yeah, I heard everything was that she's going to be okay. Yeah. And like a good news, she got hit in the head as if people haven't seen this yet. Um good news right away is when they were rushing her out of the stadium, she was crying, which means she was conscious then. Yeah. So that was good news just to begin with. Yeah. But it was a scary sight. I, you, like you said, you could tell Elmora Jr. was completely thrown off. I mean, he yeah. wasn't the same. He was. He went and checked um, over in that section after an inning change, and he talked to the security guard, and he cried in her arms yeah. for a little bit. And it was just, it was devastating. Yeah. And then, like, at the end of the game, he was talking about how he wants to be, like, he's like, I want to be a part of this family's life. Like, I... I I want to make things right, kind of like I I wish this wouldn't have happened, and then, so yeah, it's led to another discussion about how important, like, should we be prioritizing netting in in stadiums, like getting more fan safety in there. Yeah, and I think Chris Bryant said it right after the game. He said, "I don't see a reason why we don't have netting all the way, fall pole to fall pole." Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree like, with it too. Uh, at first, fans are the purists are going to be like, well, you can't see the game through the netting. Where are the most expensive seats in a baseball game? Behind right behind home plate. Where there's nets. Exactly. Your eyes adjust after a little bit. I've sat behind nets before. You adjust real quick. Yeah. It's, it's like, I've, like I've watched like, you know, like high school games or something from behind like a chain link fence. And it's like, I can totally tell what's happening. Yeah, it's not, are kids not going to get as many fall balls? No. No. But are there less people going to get injured? Yes. yes. You'd rather have that, I Yeah. Think. Last year, a lot of people don't remember, a 71-year-old lady at Dodger Stadium was killed. Yeah. She was struck in the head and got a brain hemorrhage and died from that. Yeah. And they're like, if that didn't set anything off, are they waiting for the death of a child? Yeah. Because that nearly happened. Yeah. So I think it's it's time for baseball to talk about, like, getting every team to extend its netting. I think I saw a thing today, or maybe it was yesterday, about how Yankee Stadium actually has, like, probably the longest netting in baseball. And I, like, saw it and I was like, oh, yeah, geez. That's, like, I think it goes at least halfway down the foul line. Yeah. And then, like, it even, like, even, like, you'll get less foul balls kind of, but also, like, that one, it, like, kind of stops at the second deck. Because at that point, the ball's probably not going that fast. So, like. You'll get the pop-ups. You'll still get those pop-ups and stuff, so it's not like you're losing that. No, and I think, I remember, I think it was two years ago, Major League Baseball made everyone at least go past the dugouts. 
Mm-hmm. And then it was up to the team if they wanted to go farther, like you said. The Yankees did. I know the Twins only go past the dugouts. But every team, I think, should, uh, this offseason, should have to make it all the way. Foul pole to foul pole. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so very unfortunate. Hopefully the little girl is going to be okay. Sounds like she will be. But yep. So I'm, I'm guessing we'll hear more about it when it'll yeah. hit the mainstream sport line. So yeah, we'll see. All right, now let's go surprising team and disappointing team. In baseball, yeah. In baseball. Do you want me to think? And I got mine. I got mine. Okay, you can start then. Well, oh, <laughs> that was awkward. Uh, okay. <laughs> now we'll go, I'm thrown off. We'll go most surprising team first. Okay, I think, so from doing this, I think there's less surprising teams than there are disappointing teams. I agree. And honestly, I think there's really only one surprising team. Okay. Or at least one, there's one, at, that not, number one for sure with a bullet. I think we have the, the same one. Yeah, it's, it's the Twins. It has to be the yeah. Twins. Like, I mean, I think when we did our preview, I had them getting a wild card or something. I had them getting a wild card as well. Yeah, and I felt like that was possible. Like, I, I, I wasn't necessarily thinking they'd for sure get one, but I thought it was possible. I thought I was reaching a little bit, but I did. I, I remember saying it's possible, but they're going to hit a lot. Of, they're they're going to hit it for a lot of power. Yeah. I didn't see this coming. No, not the, they have one of the best records in baseball. I can't remember if it currently is the best one. I don't. We've played one less game than the Dodgers, but so technically by points we have the best record. Okay, but it's it's crazy. Our pitching. I didn't think our pitching was going to do this. Yeah, I didn't think it would stand up this much. But no, and we just took three out of four against the Rays. Yeah, and well. We can go back to the Twins, but segue here. <laughs> my other most surprising team is the Rays, but I have next to my notes, kinda. You, I think you picked them to be a wild card team, maybe. I think I picked them and the Twins to okay. be wild card teams, okay. but I don't remember. I don't remember either. We can go back and look, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's. I mean, the Rays. I feel like we kind of overlook them. They're in the same division as the Yankees nobody, and the Red Sox. Nobody goes to their games. Tropicana Field's <laughs> garbage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to see them go. I mean, they're using the starter. You only probably know one pitcher, and that's Blake Snell. And Blake Charlie Snell, Morton well, is that, there, too. That Glassnell guy, but he's injured now. Yep. But, the, yeah, I and I only say kind of because they won 90 games last year. If it see? wasn't for the Yankees... Uh, who got the other second wild card? Oh, the A's. The A. If it wasn't for the A's and Yankees, who both like played in a division with the teams with two of the best, two teams that won a hundred games, they probably like, like they probably would have won their divisions. So. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, it's. Do you have any more surprising teams, or you want to go over to? No, that's honestly. It. Okay. Yeah, I was I was looking too. It was Twins clear cut and. Uh, because, like, the other ones for me, I kept seeing ones like, well, it's surprising they're doing this. And then I was like, well, this the way I'm thinking of that is more, would classify more as disappointing. Exactly. And I think I put two down for mine, and I'm guessing you have probably a couple as well. For disappointing? Yeah. I have five, Okay. Actually. I just chose my top two, and I'll go first. My first one, the Washington Nationals. I think they're the clear most disappointing probably and i was the most wrong on them 
Well, and I guess I have it in a two-team race. Two, I have two teams that I would, could make an argument for being the most disappointing. Okay. My other one's the Indians. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. They, I, I think I might... Part of me wants to argue more the Indians just because like of the division they're in. Yeah. But also then you're like, well, clearly the Twins are also in that division and they're taking taking advantage. So it's like there's some slight... Like ways to explain that, I guess. Yeah, so. right now, actually, in the American Central, the Twins have an eleven and a half game lead over the White Sox and the Indians. They're yeah. tied. They're yeah. I was gonna say they're either tied or the White Sox are like half a game ahead. Maybe, yeah, but I don't think so. No, they're yeah, they're both eleven and a half back, which is nuts for being the beginning of June. Yeah, well, and it's just it's really surprising to me that it's just that. It's really surprising to me that the Indians are doing this poorly, but maybe it's just that, like, wasn't... Is Lindor still injured? Nope, he, he's back. He's back, okay. Uh, Kluber is still out with a broken arm. Oh, that's right. I forgot he broke his arm. Mm-hmm. So that's, that, that's not helping. No, that's... Well, he's their best pitcher. Yep. So, and it just feels like I'm not hearing about any of the other pitchers, so... Um, the other guy, I can't think of his name, who's probably going to be... Bauer? Yeah, Trevor Bauer. He hasn't been pitching that well lately. Yeah. So, and he could be on the trade market. It's just like maybe, maybe some of their, their core here is starting to age a little bit. They also like let a couple guys leave, so... Encarnacion left, yeah. and uh, I think one more bat. Brantley. Left. Brantley, yeah, Michael yeah. Brantley, who's he's, playing amazing with the he's Astros. Doing really good with the Astros. Yeah. I think Encarnacion's doing pretty well. Where, where is he again? He's with the Mariners. Yeah. He, and they're about to sell off, probably. Probably. But then uh, my other three, two of them are kindas. But I do have the A's in here, mainly just because of how well they did last year. But also it's like, does kind of feel like this happens to them a lot. They just kind of shoot up out of nowhere for one season every like two to three, two to four years, I'd say. Yeah. And then the next year, you're like, this is, t- that was a team on the rise. This team could do something this year. And then they just don't do much of anything. And they're like, they're also like only like a game under 500. So like, they could still like make a run here where they kind of get hot. So well, that second wild card, I think, is going to be open. Right now, it's uh, Red Sox and Rays. I think right now, <laughs> or maybe the Indians are hanging around there or something. Yeah, maybe. But then, so that leads to another one of my most disappointing teams. But with a kinda the Red Sox, it's like they they won the World Series last year, correct? Yes, yes. I kind of had a moment today where I was like, that was last year, right? It feels like a long time ago the yes. way they're playing, doesn't it? Yes. And it's this is it was mainly they were really bad to start with this year. Oh yeah. And then now it's kind of like well, it seems like they're figuring it out a little bit, so they might, by the end of this season, I could not even remember calling them most disappointing. No, so. but I think you have a point here. Uh, they're eight and a, a half. disappointing yeah. team, I guess. They're eight and a half games behind the Yankees right now, which they almost got swept. They did salvage one on Sunday Night Baseball. But, I mean, the Yankees are playing with basically a triple-A lineup right now. Yeah. They're only going to get stronger. But the Red Sox, I feel like, I don't want to say hangovers are real, but, man, it's looking like it. 
I mean, yeah, it that does seem to happen with some because didn't the Astros get off to like a slow start last year? A little bit, and then they picked it up. Yeah, and then I know the year before it was the Cubs. It was the Cubs, and they they kind of got off to a slow start, but I know like by the end of April this year we had like a similar record to what that team had, so they weren't that bad. No, I remember the year you guys won the World Series. You guys got super hot in the second half because. At the All-Star break, I remember like, the Giants, the had, Giants the best had the best record. The Giants had the best record, yeah. Yeah, only by like two or three games. But then the second half, the Cubs just took everything over. Yeah. And then my last one with a kind of is the Cardinals, mainly just because it felt like they got really hyped in this like preseason. Even that was you me. Were pretty, that was me. You were pretty high on them. I picked them to win the division. I mean, I kind of was like, I was kind of. Well, I'll never say I'm high on the Cardinals because <laughs> I hate them. I was gonna say, watch what you're saying, but, Cubs fan. But like, I, I was gonna say like, I, I felt like they could do, they could win a good amount of games, but also, I'm just like, yeah, they added Paul Goldschmidt, but they still have like a lot of aging guys on their team. Some guys that like haven't lived up to their potential. And to be fair, like. One of them, I can't remember who. It might be Ozuna. It's like the, he's having a very good year, and I wasn't really factoring him in. And then, like, like Goldschmidt's doing pretty well, and they have a couple good pitchers. But it's like it felt like they got hyped up enough that it's surprising that they're in third in the division. And I think if they aren't below 500, they're at most one game above 500. Uh, currently, right now, the Cardinals, if my phone would load just a touch faster, <laughs> the Cardinals are 30 and 28, three games out of first place from the Brewers. Yeah. And see, that's the other thing with the Cardinals is that it's been proven pretty much already this season. This is probably the toughest division in baseball. And I think we both picked it as that, right? Yeah. yeah. We, we said that at the beginning of the season where we look to be being proven right because, yep. like, even the Pirates and the Reds, who don't have great records, like they're still they're still getting some quality wins against good teams, well, including the, like the Brewers and the Cubs. The Pirates are only five games back, and the Reds are six and a half. It's just the the number that sticks it's out to me. It's crazy to me that the difference between first and last place in this division is six and a half games. Yeah, uh, if you look in other divisions, and, and we're in June. Yeah, the West is 16 games from first to last. The East is 11, and the AL West is 16. In the Central, it's 21 and a half. Oh, boy. And in the East, it's 20 and a half. So, yeah. So, by for, far, I think we're right on the best. So, yeah, the cl- next closest was, what, 10 games more back? Uh, 11. That was Miami to the Phillies. Miami's really only 11 games out of first place. Well, the Phillies just lost four straight, too. Man. Yeah, they've been hot lately, actually. They're 21 and 36. Wait, weren't they like, didn't they have, weren't they the last team with single digit wins? I think the Orioles were. I think it was the Marlins, oh, but really? I don't remember. They've been, they just swept a couple teams, actually. I think the Cubs played them not that long ago, and I think the Cubs lost a game in the series to them. And I remember being, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you serious? Oh, I guess Baltimore has 18 wins. Oh, yeah, 18, and Miami has 21. Yeah, I think, yeah. 
But I I remember at one point they were like eight and thirty one. Oh I yeah. think they were the last team that still had single digit wins. Yeah. Power rankings came out and they moved the Marlins up to twenty nine and the Orioles down to thirty. Oh boy. I know. The stuff is happening. All right, let's get to our MVPs of the American League and National League. Where do you want to start? American or national? I have National League first. All right, let's go with that. But uh so I I feel like anytime I do this, I kind of always come up with candidates. Oh, that's of, fine. But I, I I think I can pick out of all of them for in both leagues to who I think should des- deserves it now. But yeah, um, in the NL, I I think right now the MVP is Cody Bellinger. I agree. I think that it was much easier in the NL for me to pick that. Yelich is a very strong second at the moment for me. I think Josh Bell is the third. I love Josh Bell. We hyped him up at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Well, I think you did more. I kind of was like vaguely aware of him. I was like, I remember him being all right last year. It seemed kind of cool. And then this year, it's like, oh, man, look at this yeah. guy go. I drafted him in fantasy. I was real high on him this year. Yeah. And then uh, I also, I'm, you know, going to be a homer here. I'll throw Javi Baez in at fourth. Hey. They're probably bet guys that might deserve it more, but these are my rankings. Hey, that's right. <laughs> Question us if you want. Yes. No, yeah, yeah. I, I clearly picked Bellinger along with you. Isn't he still hitting like 380 something? Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> every he, time I he's, look, he's got a hit. I'm like, jeez. Is he still second to Christian Yelich in home runs? Yep. He's, I think but he's, he's got still 20. got like 20 or 21. He's yeah. got 20. Yelich has 22, but he's got more RBIs than yeah. Yelich. Jeez, yeah, like, he, yeah, he's hitting like, you know, like you said, like 380. He was hitting over 400 for so long. I'm like, dude, this guy's like, yeah. how? And, and remember, I mean, you knew that wasn't going to last, but the fact that he's still at like 385, I think, is what I last saw. Well, do you remember last year in the World Series when the Red Sox went lefty with Sale and Price? They took him out of the starting lineups. They took their whole lefty bench. They took Bellinger out and didn't start him. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like just Especially saying that was seeing this start to the season. Just saying that was less than a year ago. Yeah. They were benching him in the World Series to go righty against Sale and Price. Yeah. And now. Now he's probably the MVP. He'll probably a third be, of the way through the season. Barring some sort of catastrophic collapse, he will probably be the MVP in the NL this year. Yeah. All right, let's go AL now. This one, just for just for suspense sake, I'm gonna start at the bottom. Oh boy. We'll see if you have any I have my top candidate and we'll see if you hit it. Well, I think George Springer's a solid candidate. I agree. I think I would like to see him. Get it? He'd be my fourth right now. I got Eddie Rosario at third. Yeah, there goes some twins love. Yeah. Uh, I got Mike Trout at two. All right. And at number one, I got Jorge Polanco. Yes. I was wondering <laughs> if you had him. I was surprised. When you went Rosario, I'm like, ah, he's not going to put uh, No, I he's got, not gonna put Polanco in there. I got two twins I players know. in this. I know. That's awesome. I think Polanco, mainly I'm going Polanco over Trout. Trout probably, he probably is the deserves better, it he's probably the better case. But just the fact that the Twins are so surprising this year and they're like they're doing so well and he's having a very good like breakout season that I think I'd like to give him the love, I think. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, a lot of people don't even know who he is. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah, I mean, he was suspended 80 games last year. 
I think I vaguely remember that. Yeah. See, that's the thing is like until like a few weeks ago, I was only kind of slightly aware of him. Yeah. So he's already hit for the cycle this year. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rosario's hitting the home runs and Polanco's doing everything else. He's got like a 360 batting average. Yeah. Um, yeah. My number one is George Springer, but he's injured right now. So that's going to creep down real quick. Yeah. It's unfortunate. Um, but yeah, I agree. I would, I would put Polanco right there. And obviously Trout's still having a great year. He's hitting yeah. right around 300. And, and the Angels aren't necessarily doing terrible. No, but still the type of season I think we all kind of saw coming. It's Yeah, it's still an Angels-esque season. Yeah, unfortunately for Trout, but he's there, what, 10 more years? He, isn't it 13? No. I think he signed a 10-year extension. But, but I think it's 12 more years. Oh, because he had two years extension. left. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's around for a while. Mm-hmm. But let's go over to Stanley Cup, and then we're going to end with basketball. Okay. I think our prediction's going pretty well with the Stanley Cup Finals. Boston is up two games to one over the Blues. Our head, our head prediction. Our head prediction, I I yeah. Both of our predictions last week, I said my head says Bruins, but my heart says Blues. Yeah. Uh, we did get an interesting one right away, though. The Blues had game one, let it slip away. They were up two ga- or two goals right away and then allowed four unanswered. Mm-hmm. And then in game two, they actually stole one in Boston. And we're like, all yeah. right, we got a series. We got to over, was it one double overtime? It was double overtime. But it was like, yeah, well, they, they also could have maybe won in regulation, but they had that one that went off the bar. Yep, yeah, super so. close. And then in game three, we go to the Blues, which they haven't had a finals game in 70 years, got shellacked. Yeah. Seven to it? two. Yeah, seven to two. Yeah, and now Boston is back in control of the series. Well, well, we'll see if the Blues answer again like they did after game one. Yep. It's in St. Louis again. Yeah. So, so it'd be really exciting if this just was a back-and-forth series like this. Oh, yeah. I saw one of the Blues defensemen was suspended, I believe, for game four for, yeah, for a hit. I just saw his name, and I can't remember it. Yeah, I didn't write it down either. We're, pretty, we're we're so good at this. Yeah, <laughs> you can really tell we know our hockey when it's not yeah. our teams, right? Exactly. But yeah, we'll see. Like I said, by next podcast, we could have a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, but we will hope it goes at least seven. Yeah. Well, it like, can only I, go. Sorry. It can only at least go, go seven. seven. <laughs> Hopefully, it at least goes seven. But yeah, it'll. I could see it ending in <clears throat> six, but who knows? Yeah. Hope for the best. Hope for a good series. Yeah. And now let's switch over to basketball. We have two topics before we get to the finals, and we'll end on that. One, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James kids are going to play high school basketball together in L.A. Yeah. I mean, it's not entirely that surprising because didn't Wade move to L.A. here after he re- wasn't he gonna, saying he was going to do that after he retired anyway? Maybe. I think we talked about this before, and I couldn't remember that if he moved or not. Yeah, I don't remember. They're going to play at Sierra make, Canyon High School. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, good luck facing that team for the next, like, three or four years, <coughs> however old they are. Why? Well, yeah, I don't know how old – I don't know how good Dwayne Wade's kid is. No, I don't either. I know Bronny Jr.'s but good. He's Yeah, he's good. Yeah. So we'll see. Well, him alone would make you be like, oh, boy. Oh, I yeah, exactly. I don't want to face this team. Yeah, Dwayne Wade's son is named Jair Wade. 
Yeah. So still, you're not going to want to. He presumably is at least somewhat good at basketball. I would think so. Yeah, you'd assume. I would assume so. But hey, Jordan's kid wasn't yeah, he, all that. He didn't even. He did he get on a college team? I don't. Uh, he might have been a walk on somewhere. I think he was like a walk on, and he ne- didn't make it past like a season or something. Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah. But Bronny Junior is good. We all know that. Yes, we do. Um, all right. One more topic before the Rockets are back in the news. They can't get past the Warriors, so now they're open to trading everyone except for James, James Harden. Harden. The the way they kind of see it seemed phrased was that. They also they made a point of saying even Chris Paul and Clint Capella, in a way that like it'd probably be hard to get those guys. At least Capella, I bet. Paul might be a little easier because I don't know how much is left on his deal. Well, I, I have the numbers right here. Yeah. Tell me if you would trade for this. He has three years left on his deal. Okay. And a hundred and twenty-six million. Okay. Um. And he's aging. He is aging. You know who? What team that makes him a perfect candidate for? The Lakers, the Chicago Bulls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Find some way to just be like, let's bring in this old dude who's kind of not doing as well as he used to, but still solid, and he has. We'll give him a lot of money. Well, it's just so, I see that. But also, one. Lakers is a good one too. Well, just because his three years line up with LeBron's three years, yeah, and they're friends. Um, and, and they the have Lake, a lot of money. Yeah, I was going to say Lakers have space. The Bulls might not. Yeah, I don't. It's mainly because of that Otto Porter Jr. contract. I don't see anybody touching that contract, though. I just think that's way too big. Other than the Lakers. Yeah, ex- other than that. But Clint Capella, they just signed last year. Yeah, and they got him for, like, pretty cheap. Like, a lot of people were assuming if wherever he went, he was going to get a max deal. Because he waited pretty long in order to sign. Yeah, I think... It, well, it could have also been just because, like, a player like him isn't really that in vogue in the modern NBA because mm-hmm. he's kind of a, just a traditional center for the most part. Yeah. He's great defensively. I just think it's funny. Like, I don't know if I, if I were the Rockets, I don't know if I'd blow this up yet. Like, I get their main goal the last couple of years is to beat the Warriors. They haven't done it. But the Warriors might look different now after next season. So maybe yeah. hold true to what you have for one more and see what happens with the Warriors. I think it's just they're getting desperate. Oh, yeah. So we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah. I think I'd like to see. Part of me does kind of want to see a slightly different team there, but it's always going to play the same with Harden there, and that's going to be tough to watch. less fun. Yeah, well, I, we're going to switch over to the Warriors right now, but speaking of fun teams to watch, the Warriors are without Kevin Durant, in my opinion. Yes, I agree. I think they're still somewhat fun to watch with Kevin Durant, but it's kind of a different, they're kind of more iso- isolated play. Mm-hmm. So, All right, let's get to it. We are two games into the finals, and we are tied 1-1. Raptors took game one by nine points, and they had all the energy in Toronto. The fans were hyped. They were hyped. And they played very well, I thought. Well, they did almost blow it a little there at the end. A little bit, because they had like a 15-point lead. Yeah. And then if it weren't for that Andre Iguodala dagger. Oh, that's game two. We haven't got there yet. Oh, we're talking about game Game one. one. Game one. But, yeah, they did almost kind of blow that. The Raptors did almost blow that lead a little bit, too, in that game. And, but... They they still look they looked solid on de- they looked like they did in that Bucks series just like the defense was being pretty st- like stifling, 
And then there was like just Kawhi was having a good game. Pascal uh, Siakam. Pascal Siakam yeah, Pascal, had a great yeah. game. 14 to 17, 32 points. Yeah. And then uh what's his name? Uh Van Fleet. Yeah, gosh. That he guy. he had another game where just like everything was dropping for him. Yeah, he was hitting he hit one shot late in the game where it hit the rim about five times and the backboard and still dropped. Yeah. So when it when that stuff is falling, you know it's your night. And uh, I was and I, that I did it to myself again. And just like watching it, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's gonna happen. What's gonna happen? The Raptors are gonna win this oh, series. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no! See, I, I you said got I do up. it. I do it to myself. You got <laughs> caught up in it. See, the, I watched game one. I said, "All right." What I took out of game one is they played in Toronto. Everyone was hyped. First ever game there. They played to the crowd, and now let things settle down. Listen, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of in the same mode. Sue me. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. I wanted <laughs> to be in your mode, but I was like, uh. So then that takes us to game two, which was last night. And the Raptors had a big lead again. They were in double digits in the second mm-hmm. quarter. And this time they did blow it. This time they did blow it. But I think this is what we didn't see in game one from the Warriors. Came in game two. They didn't have the run. A big run in like the third or fourth quarter that the Warriors always seem to have. Well, it came in this game. I think they did kind of have that run. It didn't feel like it though. Like they outscored the Raptors like thirty-four to twenty-one in the third quarter. No, in game one, I was saying on game one. Sorry. Gosh. Yeah, I'm saying in game two, they we they had that run. They went on a twenty-zero run. That's okay. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm getting. I'm sorry. I know. I got confused. No, it's all right. I'm being a doofus. <laughs> I was saying in game one they didn't have a run that they we didn't, always see. No. In game two. They scored the last two points of the first half and then went on an 18-0 run to start the second half Yeah, and completely took control of the game. But they almost blew it. They almost blew it. Um, the Raptors fought back to within two with 28 seconds left, and then Andre Godala got open after a scramble and hit a three with five seconds left to seal the game and win by five. Yeah. It's, it, was a, it was a good shot by him. I was disappointed. I was too. I don't get. I heard everyone saying today that, and we'll get to comments of Iggy after the game. But Steph said it's disrespectful to leave him open like that. I didn't watching the game. I didn't feel like they left him open on purpose. I don't uh, think so. I think it just they got a good like rotation there. Like all of a sudden, like maybe not rotation, but it's like the way things lined up there. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, he's open. Get it to him. Yeah, I call Steph almost threw the pass away. Kawhi almost stole it. Yeah. And then it just happened to go to him. And if you have any one of those guys on the court, you probably want Iguodala shooting that three out of Curry or anybody else. Well, other than Curry, yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, and, but if he would have missed that shot, he was going to get killed because there was still like four seconds left on the shot clock. Yeah. If he misses that, the Raptors have a chance to tie or win. Yeah. So it was nice. It was good. It was a good shot. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a bummer for us. But uh, then, but there was a, one other piece of news out of that game, slightly. It looks, sounds like it might be fine for game three. But uh, uh, Clay Thompson did exit the game in the third quarter with some sort of hamstring issue. Yeah, he landed awkwardly on a shot in the third quarter, or was it fourth it was quarter? It the third quarter. Okay, third quarter. And yeah, it, 
he was gingerly walking around after yeah. the game. He looked a little he he looked a little like hobbled because of that. So yeah, but they got what two more days? They play Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. yeah. So it, he'll pro. It, you'd think if it's just a traditional hamstring like issue, like he pulled it or something, he'll probably be good to go. I am guessing we see him. I don't think we see Durant yet. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still skeptical. We'll even see Durant at least through game four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, after the game, though, Iggy had some, Andre Iguodala, sorry, mm-hmm. uh, had some comments about Steph that I wasn't too keen on. He said, I'm trying to do whatever it takes to protect Steph's legacy, I'm all for it. When I thought of that, like, this isn't anything against Steph because he didn't say these. But if you want to protect your own legacy, you have to play better in the finals. That's yeah. been the that's been like the only knock anybody's had on Steph Curry in his career is that yeah. he hasn't played well in the finals. Yeah, I agree. And but for Iggy to say like I'm trying to protect it, well, how about Steph just plays better and does his own legacy? Yeah, and I mean to be fair, he still does solidly in those finals usually. Right, it's but not, like it's not like he's coming in there and just disappearing. In the first, like, two finals, I feel like he kind of did. He kind of did. I know that first year it was because Iguodala won the MVP that time they won. <laughs> yeah. Which I remember that was just so, it was weird. I was like, yeah, who do you even pick? And then he won. I was like, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, it was, I think they gave it to him just because he, quote, unquote, shut down LeBron. But LeBron still averaged, like, a triple-double. And Was that the one he averaged a triple-double? I think it was the year they won, the next year. But LeBron still had, like, 40 and 45 points every game in that finals. Yeah. But yeah, I just I was just like, all right, how about Steph? You just play better. Don't let your teammates worry about your legacy. Did he even? They didn't win one. That's the only one they won without Kevin Durant, right? Yep, the last okay. two Durant's been Finals MVP. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so I mean, that's the only thing missing from Steph's uh, resume right now is an MVP in the Finals. Yeah, and I guess we'll see if he gets that. This will be his best chance, probably. This is his best. Yeah, he played well, and that's what I don't. Wanna, it was just the timing of the comments was weird because he actually played pretty well in game two. Yeah, I don't remember what he had, but no, he started off like over six, but then all of a sudden he he hit like his next like eight shots, and like he started getting those heat checks from downtown. You're like, oh, here's Steph. Yep. So I just had a little, like I said, it wasn't against Steph. It's just I didn't I didn't like Iguodala's comments. I mean, even regardless of that, he still played on. This is still the fifth time he's been to the finals for Steph Curry, and this, he's won it three times. So yeah, I he's think already got even if he hasn't played greatly in those finals, he's still got a pretty solid legacy. Well, that's what I was thinking too. I have no, I think Steph is already probably the best shooter of all time. Yeah, arguably I, he's he, definitely the best like three, three point, point shooter. Yeah, by far, and he's in the he's conversation. Like, he's in the conversation for best shooter in general, probably, but. I heard someone this morning on ESPN said if he wins MVP, he's back in the conversation for best player in the game again right now. And I said, not even close. <sighs> I, th- I would say he'd be in the conversation. I don't think I would ever pick him as the best one. but No, I, I could put, I know three, well, I could pick four guys ahead of him right now. I would put still LeBron, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, and Giannis. I would at least I would probably agree with all four of those. 
But so, if you're still the fifth best player in the league, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. So, but yeah, I mean, he's he's also still somewhat young. He's like what thirty? Yeah, something like that. So he's probably still got at least a few prime years in him. Oh, I and for being a three point shooter, he's got a lot of years. Yeah, most likely. So it's like, and he will break the record for most career threes. He's already pretty close. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I didn't think I was going to see a more pure shooter than Ray Allen, uh, but nope. I still like Ray Allen shot better. Yeah, but this one's going in more. Which <laughs> is like, I remember thinking like it was what Ray Allen set that record. What two thousand nine, something like that. Did you know that records have been broken nine times since then? No, I did not. Yeah, like. And four or five of them are Steph Curry. Oh, he just keeps breaking his own record? Yeah, or just having another one that's higher than that. Oh, okay. It's like, I think he set the record, like, in 2016 or 2017. He's, he made, like, 402 three-pointers three that well, I just year, saw, which is nuts. He already has the finals record for yep. most threes in a final, because that just got popped up on game two. Yep. I was like, my gosh. Like, And he shoots from the logo. Yeah, and he can make it pretty consistently there. Yeah. You know it when he's feeling it because he'll start pulling up deeper and deeper, and you're like, yeah, all right, these are just heat see, checks. And he's like, yeah, let's, okay. Let's yeah. Just, just prodding away, seeing yeah. what I can do. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's fun to watch game three, like you said, on Wednesday. It's back in Golden State. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Hoping, hoping Toronto can steal one in Golden State. It would make it a good series if it happened. Yeah, because I think, honestly, they're, I was thinking last night, like, if they want any chance of winning this, they have to win last night. They didn't. Yep. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. And the last piece of news before we get out of here, you just brought this up. Jordy Nelson's going to retire a Packer. Yeah, it's kind of expected. Yep. You know, you, we were hoping that would happen because he didn't really do anything with the Raiders. No, not he, really. He, I don't even think he caught that many passes. He was kind of – who was our number one there? It well, was Cooper. For, it was Cooper until, for a bit. Yeah. And then now I don't know. Oh, it's Antonio Brown now. Well, now it is, yeah. yeah. I don't know who it was, though. Yeah. So – and he was injured most of that time, too. Yeah. So I'm glad to see it. I am, he's, too. He's a good Packer, you know. Maybe not a Hall of Fame player, but – Definitely an all-time Packer great. Yeah, I don't think he makes Hall of Fame, but he... He, uh, he could be... He'll be in the Packer Hall of Fame. Yep, most I could see that, too. But, yeah, good story there for the Packers, and yeah. I think that's it. I believe so. Next week, we'll see if we have a Stanley Cup champion. We won't have an NBA <laughs> champion. Most likely not. I don't think the games would line up that, like that. But I think that's it. Yeah, I don't think it would. Yeah. Not a lot of football. That was the only football news, but it's kind of slow right now. It's going to be slow. It's going to be. We'll try to dig something up, though. We're going to find something to talk about here. Like like we've said, we've said it for like the past few episodes. We're going to kind of have some... It's going to be hard to find things to talk about in about two to three weeks. Yep. Uh, one news, or go out and vote if you're a baseball fan. MLB All-Star voting is out there. Yep. Go, go vote for your favorite players if you want to see them in Cleveland this year. The best, the best homer hitting Reds player is not even on the ballot. Derek Diedrich? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Huh. Or at least he wasn't as of like 
last week. Okay. So. I guess uh, I don't vote for him in the NL anyway, so I guess I, I I'm probably not even looking for him. Yeah, I wouldn't. No, I'd. He only has like 30 hits and 17 of them are home runs or something. Yes, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I get what you're I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, I bet there's some Reds fans that would like to vote for him. Oh, yeah, for sure. But also, I guess that's kind of why they've changed how the voting works. Yes. <laughs> so stuff like that doesn't happen. Yes, and that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Well, again, find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Jack, I'll see you next week. See ya.